y'all. Welcome to another episode of Amendment. I'm your girl, Maddie. And I'm your girl, Dee. Oh, and we are back. This is like our first time solo recording in actually a few months. <laughs> it's been a while since we've recorded. I know. Well, since we recorded alone, we did. I mean, since we recorded, yes, but alone, it's been a few months. I think since we recorded with someone, maybe like two. Yeah, probably around that time. Maybe. I know. But it's so lovely to see your face again. You guys, I miss Dee so much. I haven't seen her. No, I'm just kidding. What did you say? I said, because I'm awesome. But I was like, oh, my bad. Sorry. All right. (laughs) My my bad. This is the part where I say, me too. I miss you too. You know what? See, y'all, this is why we be having the fight off camera. Woo, woo. (laughs) (laughs) I have no violence. Anyway. Sorry about um, this crazy intro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we just, it's been so long and it's like, fun. it's good to have this energy back. Um, we actually may post this video on YouTube because we are actually talking via Zoom. And so I can see her face, but not in person because we are still in a pandemic. I haven't seen you since February. Wow, has it been that long? It has been that long. Wow, that's a long time. I know. <laughs> I guess I never thought about it, but yeah. I know. Remember that two pounds that I lost in February? You gained them back. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What you want? Yeah, y'all see she doomed me. Okay. She, I'm sorry, you I'm sorry, that was wrong. Let me do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I lost 17 whole pounds since February. I know. Meanwhile, I didn't probably gain a couple. Hell. That's okay. Listen, slim thick, but still cute. But see, like I said, everybody else, it's borderline fat at this point. But we gonna, <laughs> I can call me thick if y'all want to. I'll take it. But how are you? What have you been, what have you been up to? Girl, so I'm I'm great. I'm doing a lot better. It's been it, it's been interesting last few months. We've had a lot going on. Definitely really busy. I feel like in the virtual world, I am one more productive, but I am two just as busy as I was when we could see people. <laughs> Maybe busier because now there's no commute time to anything. <laughs> Everything is all virtual. But a lot has happened, even since we last recorded, I had surgery, everyone, um, in July, on like July 17th to be exact, and um, I actually was put on a a puree and juice diet for 10 days. It was awful. I do not recommend it for anyone. (laughs) I'm still healing a little bit, but I had a speech impediment for about three weeks. And so um, I basically had a surgery underneath my tongue because I would get salivary stones stuck in my saliva duct. Yes. No, my saliva gland. Sorry. I I got my duct removed a few years ago. So anyways, um, so I am mostly recovered for that. From that, I have like tongue, tongue stretches I still have to do. I still get like a little bit of tongue twisters because it's still a little bit tight. Um, but that's probably like the biggest thing that's happened to me in quarantine. Other than that, it's been fun. I've been taking my self-care, going on my walks. Um, I stopped eating bread. And let me clarify, I just stopped eating bread, not carbs. Okay. I still very much like that okay i know but it just doesn't make me feel good so i just said all right so 
I'll have it every now and again. Like, listen, if I'm in the Bay Area, I'm having some Zachary's. Okay, period. <laughs> yeah, but what have you been up to? Um, I've been doing a lot, you know, so I've still been like you maintaining all of my commitments just virtually. So still doing um, the nonprofit for Legacy Ladies. Obviously, still um, working um, from home. I've also been, you know, still trying to start this side hustle and also trying to practice self-care. Um, I don't think I've been doing so well in that regard in terms of the self-care and just finding ways to get out of the house and um, uh, just exercise my limbs. I mean, as you know, I've been out of the house physically a little bit more now than I was in, uh-huh. when we first went into quarantine. But yeah, just maintaining, you know, trying to stay afloat, not feel too detached from everyone because it is, um, we're, we're, we are uh, social distancing. So I'm kind of an introvert. I'm realizing anyway, so I'm loving it. But then there's also times where I'm like, oh, I guess I should talk to someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me, let me, I see where you at. But, you know. right. <laughs> I'd be calling her. Don't worry, y'all. She'd be talking to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate being a large part of your social life in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I live vicariously through Nettie. Nettie always doing something. I'd be like, girl. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be doing too much. And so I just be canceling on people now. Like, oh, in a pandemic? Uh, now all of a sudden we in month, what, six? And now all of a sudden she got the nerve that set boundaries. Like, girl, bye. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, but you didn't tell them, like, one of the biggest things you've done in quarantine. What? It has something to do with this. Oh, I just thought about that today, too. (laughs) So, y'all, 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 (laughs) y'all, I went natural, and I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club. There are refreshments in the back. (laughs) I don't want them damn refreshments. Flips table. No. No, it's what I don't like about it is just that I feel so limited, limited. Um, I don't like the braids. I don't really like crochet. I don't like a lot of hairstyles that are associated with being natural. So this is literally my go-to style since probably April. Um, So I'm feeling just a little stiff. I'm thinking about doing a wig, but because I am so used to wearing my own hair, whenever I wear anybody else's hair, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. When I wear a wig, I just become like, you know, something's off. It feels weird to me because it's not my my own hair. But I think I love the versatility of wigs. I love that you can do lace. I love that you can do curly, straight, short, you know, like long. It's just so much... Um, yeah, versatility with them. So I'm thinking about doing that, but I'm I'm so nervous. So that's why I'm so. Worried. You know what else you can do with a wig? Ooh ah, the bang! <laughs> somebody, somebody, come get her. You know what? Me- meeting adjourned. Let's just let's let's let's. That's all for now. Bleep, bleep, bleep. That's all, folks. Like. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm sorry. I can't, I had to get that one out. <laughs> You know what? And that that's a great transition into what we're talking about today. Let's just jump right in. Today? <laughs> if y'all decide to come back to school with your cute bayang, I am here for it. Not the bayang. <laughs> I think what I gotta do with 
It's just a lot. This is why I like being introverted. I don't have to do all these people's personalities. Nettie got at least three. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. Okay, so <laughs> as we smoothly transition from the bang, we want to invite you all back and welcome you all back to school. The school year has officially started for most students. So yay, this is clapping your hands and signing. I'm kind of cool like that. I'm bilingual. Not really. <laughs> you are a hater. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to say anything. <laughs> but it was all in your face. And I now know. that we got this video, everybody can see that's not me. This is why I keep my video off on Zoom. Don't be like me, y'all. Don't be like me. Turn <laughs> our videos on. It's professional. It is professional. But sometimes I be texting my coworkers in the background talking about <laughs> Man, it, and it be so hard when you be on Zoom and you be talking to people who in the Zoom with you and when they say something funny, you just like, you like, we got, me and one of my coworkers got caught one time because we were like texting each other back and forth. And mind you, in the whole staff meeting where there's about like 40 to 60 people, he want to call out us too. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all knew what it was. Y'all should have been careful. But I was like, yeah, yeah. Right, look. <laughs> My coworker's camera has not been on since, okay? <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, but you know, I think that's, so now that you guys are back in school, whether it be, you know, um, your community college classes or your high school courses, it's all virtual now. So Zoom has probably become your greatest friend and your worst enemy um, for some students, you know, because some classes, I'm sure like science, probably, probably even things like maybe foreign language classes, art classes, like those are gonna be a little difficult to do virtually. So, you know, we definitely love hearing from you guys in terms of your experience, um, especially right now during the pandemic. So please, please, please engage with us, communicate, interact. Um, we're trying to figure out ways to connect with you guys more virtually um, so that you can see our faces so that, you know, you feel um, more connected to us and we're not just two voices over um, that play a sound in your ear when you listen to our podcast, but just so that you can see our faces, you can kind of see our personalities too, because they're very different. Um, but you know, we, we do want you guys to talk to us. So, you know, when you see this, um, whether it be on Instagram, YouTube, wherever we decide to post this on our podcast platform, we want you guys to interact. So say, you know, I love that last episode or yeah, can you guys do more things like uh, the zoom talk or, and just, um, it helps us create content that you guys want to hear and that's centered around what actually speaks to you guys mm -hmm. and what you all like and if you want more banging content we got that too <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so yes um and i know like there's some students who maybe are still listening and you are just moving into college so Congratulations. Some school, some universities did actually allow students to move in. Um, so that is going to look differently. That's going to look different for every university. Some universities are letting students move in and they are probably in a few weeks going to uh, close back down and send everyone back home because they're going to have outbreaks because students may be out here partying and with each other. And so it's really important that while you, we are in this pandemic that we still take it very seriously, regardless of if you moved into college or not. Um, this is a very nasty bug and so it spreads very quickly so please 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 do not be at parties do not be kissing the little people you don't know okay don't be kissing the ones you do know either <laughs> 
But no, that's a great point. Yeah, no matter where you are virtually or physically, make sure you're maintaining your social distancing. Um, there is a very active virus out here that has affected a lot of people in a negative way. Um, you know, as you guys know, you, you'll continue trudging forward with whatever accomplishments and achievements that you have, like getting into college, or maybe now those of you who are entering your senior year or those transfer students who are, you know, getting ready to transfer into university, no matter where you are, just make sure you stay focused on the goal, keep your eyes on the prize. And as we always say, we're here for you throughout your time as you prepare for your transition. Mm -hmm. So Dee, I want to I pose this next topic to you like as a question so we can kind of have a conversation about it. Um, but with COVID still going on, and I don't know if your school experienced this, but I know a lot of schools around the U.S. at least experienced it where there was a large drop of students maybe from out of state or international that ended up not coming and they decided to stay closer to home because they didn't want to do the virtual learning, which is probably what pushed a lot of schools to reopen. Um, so what um, sorry, what do you think it's going to look like or what would be like some of your suggestions for students applying to school during COVID? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, you, there's two different types of populations. So high school students in that process or the application process looks a little different or very different from that transfer process. But what's kind of universal across the board in terms of applying to schools is just making sure that even you utilize all the resources that you have virtually. So um, I've, I've been on the phone. So I work in admissions and recruitment. So our recruitment office is actually connected to our admissions office. So I have the ability to do outreach as well as know a lot of the internal processes for our admissions department. So um, I've been on the main line for the university that I work for. And I remember speaking to a student and I was telling him like we, we needed a final document so that we could verify his application. And he was telling me, okay, well, I'm not that tech savvy, so I'm just going to go to the community college to get that document. And in my head, I'm thinking, one, they're probably not open. Mm -hmm. Two, I understand that each of you guys are in very different, even though we're millennials and to like baby boomers or the older generation, this is our generation. We all know how to use computers. All of us really don't. We're not all tech savvy. But what I encourage you guys to do is find resources that can either help you thrive better academically. So, you know, if um, when you are in a classroom with your professor or your teacher and there's a lot of, you know, chaos going on or the teacher's having a hard time getting the class together, utilize those office hours. So that time where you get to spend one-on-one -on -one time with your teacher or your professor. That way, if something's not making sense to you, you have that opportunity to speak with them directly. So I would say, Utilize resources like that that allow you to do some tutoring or just that one-on-one -on -one support from your teacher or your professor. Also, you know, there's LinkedIn Learning. I think we've mentioned this before. So it can teach you how um, to just know how to use your technology in a way that's not damning for you so it doesn't affect your, um, your grades because we're still looking at your grades. I know a lot of students are thinking, you know, maybe schools will be a little bit more relaxed now because we're in a pandemic or, you know, we're doing things virtually and we're still holding um, the, the line for that, at least for most of the universities and admissions offices. Nettie, what will be some of your recommendations for students in applying for schools? Um, I think my number one recommendation is still keep your options open. Um, 
especially for our first year students or students that are applying as freshmen. Um, to me, that's really important because we're not going to be in this pandemic forever. It feels like forever because it's been almost a year now. Like, let's just be real here. And it's been exhausting being at home with your parents and your pets. Like, I love my parents. I went to quarantine with them for three months and I was supposed to move back home temporarily. And I was like, nope. <laughs> after surgery, after I was like healed up enough from surgery, I went to go visit my best friend for a week and a half. And then I moved back to San Diego. So, um, and I love them dearly, but after seeing someone for so much and so long, it can be exhausting. Um, and I just don't want students to be like, oh my gosh, I'm making this decision because of this pandemic. And then they make this decision, they apply only to schools that are near home. And then once the pandemic is over and we're able to go back to classes, and it's not really like once the pandemic is over, it's like once we learn how to live with COVID um, in a way that we don't have to social distance as much as we do anymore. Um, and we can like go back out and eat inside restaurants and like go to concerts and parties and things like that and not have to worry about um, this virus spreading, spreading so ferociously. Um, you may have been like, oh man, you know what? I really wanted to go somewhere in the snow or I wanted to go somewhere on the East Coast. I wanted to live out of state. I wanted to live out of city. And so while yes, transferring is absolutely an option, it's always a great option as well. Um, if you don't have to transfer from a university, because transferring from university to university is much more difficult than transferring from the community college. Um, so I would just say like, shoot for, shoot for the stars, you know, <laughs> and go where you want to go. And while in, listen, at the end of the day, you're, if we're still in this pandemic by this time next year, you probably gonna be going to classes virtually, regardless of if you go somewhere close to home or if you go somewhere 500 miles away, right? Or 8,000 miles away, right? So just not letting that sway you. Um, and I can understand it too, from like a financial standpoint, um, if you have to pay like out of state fees. So maybe that may sway you into staying in state, um, but still have like a wide, um, a wide list or a long list of places that you want to go to um, that fit kind of all of those different things that we've talked about, right? So geographic location, um, classes, majors, such a big thing. Please, 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 please don't apply to a school that doesn't have your major or doesn't have majors that you're interested in. Um, that's like a really big mistake that we see very often with a lot of students and they'll be like, oh, it's fine. They don't, I don't see it right now, but maybe the school will get it later and there's no guarantee. It takes a really long time to instate um, majors at an institution. So that would probably be some of my biggest advice is just keeping your options open and not limiting yourself because of COVID. Um, but I also recognize that everyone has a wide list of like different responsibilities at home as well. So take that into consideration if you need to, but if you have the opportunity and the privilege to not think about those things, um, then go where, where your heart desires. Yeah, I, I agree. So just, you know, to recap, make sure you're staying um, on top of your academics and, you know, to um, knowing where you're um, maybe, because it's technically this will be most people's second semester doing remote courses or online learning or e-learning. And so, you know, utilize what you learned in the previous semester. Granted, it was halfway through. Now it's an entire semester. Um, or quarter or, you know, whatever um, system you're on, but knowing what you struggled with last semester when we were doing e-learning or virtual courses, knowing what um, those hiccups were can help you better prepare for this um, semester virtually. 
And then two, like Nandi said, keep your options open. Obviously, if you have, you know, um, um, external factors that you can't control, like, you know, maybe now your family needs you to stay closer to home now, or they're just worried about you going so far away. Um, you know, you can combat that in various ways. Um, so maybe we'll do an episode about that, you know, having that conversation with your parents um, about uh, wanting to go away in the middle of a pandemic and um, things like that. And so just, you know, keeping your options open and having a list that it that does speak to you as an applicant academically as well as your interest. Um, so we talked about a little bit in terms of transitioning into schools and how to keep your options open. But Nettie, what do you think in terms of um, just maybe applying to schools, having extracurricular activities, or being able to meet the admissions process? What are your recommendations as a recruiter, as a, as a um, maybe sibling, you know, counselor, whatever role you play? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a question we've been getting a lot. And I mean, to be honest, I don't truly know. Um, we have been telling students be creative, but also understand that you're not going to be penalized for it. So, so many schools, we understand like COVID-19 is so different and it looks very different from city to city, county to county, state to state, country to country, right? Um, so there are going to be some students who maybe their extracurricular activities um, were affected for maybe a few months and now they're back and they're in person and they're volunteering again. And there may be some people who still can't go back to their extracurricular activities, especially if they included like certain kind of lab work. Um, so I tell students be, um, be creative if you can, right? So maybe that means that you are like teaching an art class virtually, or maybe you can't do anything and that's okay as well. Um, we don't, I mean, I don't really know what some of those opportunities look like. And again, as Dee was saying earlier, like we've both been super busy. So we are like doing virtual events. We're talking to students virtually. We're planning our podcast in between. I also work with another, <laughs> with another company in between that. So like, we're always really busy and we're always trying to stay um, in tune with the students. And so this application process is going to like the reading of applications this year is going to be so different. And a lot of students are like, this is something that you all are really scared about, very anxious about. And you're like, I want to know what's happening. How are you going to read my application? How are you going to weigh this? How are you going to weigh that? And the answer that most of us are going to give you is we don't know. Truthfully, we don't know. Like my university is right now still talking about these things and what the evaluation process is going to look like for applications. And I know for, especially for the Cal State, which is a system I came from, everything was all um, automatic. They kind of ran a formula and then they figured it out that way. And so now it's going to be a lot more manual, I assume, and a little more labor intensive. And so they're probably employing something like an application reading process. And I'm sure that you all don't know what that looks like yet either. Do you know what it looks like yet, Dee? Or so yeah. Yeah, so the CSU um, system is moving to what's called a, a multi-factor review process, where um, they're moving away from the SATs um, temporarily, so not long-term, or at least it hasn't been decided just yet, but temporarily, we're going to take a more holistic, pro uh, holistic approach to reviewing applications, which will work in your benefit. Um, one of the things that Nettie mentioned is, is the extracurricular activities part. Um, but what I can say is from what I can see within our economy and just in our world, our society, is that a lot of businesses and companies have found a way to pivot and do things in a virtual format. 
So, you know, if you would usually maybe volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club or if you would do tutoring, I'm sure those things you can still do in a virtual sense. You just have to maybe be more creative about maybe finding the resources for the, the students that you would normally tutor. Like maybe you would be able to do it um, in person or you would be able to ask like the your your friends or your, your teachers, but just finding that information in a different way because it's still, those services are still needed. Um, so I think, you know, whatever it is, write down the list of interests that you have and then look up companies or organizations that would do those resources and see if they found a way to maintain during this pandemic. Because um, some things like, you know, sports, that that may be gone completely for this next application term, but it gives you a chance to do other things that are maybe not athletic focused. Or if you are still doing sports, maybe now it means that um, everyone is practicing at their home and you know, you guys are doing, um, maybe the, the spring sports will probably still be practicing and conditioning virtually possibly. I'm not sure every high school community college is different, but again, just write down your list. And this is kind of what we always encourage you guys to do is write down a list, start with the list. So whenever you have a list of items, you have a plan that you can follow or at least guide you into making a decision as to what you want to do. But yeah, just getting creative. Yeah, and <clears throat> I agree with that. I mean, I guess I don't really have much to add to that other than getting creative. Um, and again, that application review process may look drastically different for some schools and for a lot of schools, it may look exactly the same, right? So um, having some flexibility, don't be afraid to ask those questions, um, but also don't work, work yourself up over it. I know that for a lot of people and a lot of students, COVID-19 has done nothing but add more anxiety onto your plate. And so that is why Dee and I are here is we wanna relieve some of that anxiety and we wanna give you as much information as possible um, and as we can and COVID-19 you're going to get this from a lot of universities. It's fluid. It's always changing. There's always something new to add. There's always something new to take away. Um, so just have some flexibility, have some grace um, when you are talking to um, when you're talking to universities. Um, and then I know lastly, we're gonna talk a little bit about SAT or ACT. Dee did ask me to kind of take the <laughs> take the reins on this one, which I don't have a problem with. Um, SAT and ACT this year are going to look different from university to university. So while a lot of schools have actually suspended this requirement, some have permanently suspended it, some have temporarily suspended it, um, you want to look at each institution that you are applying to, that you put on your list, and see if they are requiring that test, especially because of like for our seniors this year, like this is so unusual. A lot of you may have for the first time been taking it um, spring semester, your junior year, but sessions were canceled almost all of spring, all throughout the summer. And then finally, there was an SAT test date um, that recently was um, is either supposed to happen or it did happen already, and they canceled 50% of the test dates um, in the testing centers. And so that meant that over 200,000 students got their tests canceled, right? So that's a really big deal. So again, some universities are going to be really flexible. Some universities are not going to be flexible with that. And so it's really on you to do the research on those universities and see what their SAT and ACT test score guidelines are like. Um, some schools are saying, okay, we're not reviewing them at all. They're temporary suspend temporarily suspended until 2023, right? Um, and so then that means during the application process, if you turn them in, 
maybe it gives you an advantage on some of your applications, but for some schools, it doesn't give you an advantage. It doesn't give you a disadvantage if you don't turn it in. It's just, this is extra information we have for our application. It will be reviewed and that's it, right? So um, just paying attention to those little things. Um, some schools kind of know what they're gonna do if you turn in the SAT or ACT test score. Some schools don't know what they're doing. And so they're still kind of figuring that out. So again, Patience is really going to be the one thing we really, really need you to employ with us. Um, and what is our suggestion for you? Um, I know a lot of people ask me, like, so should I take it? Should I not take it? Take it. Absolutely. Take the SAT, take the ACT um, if you can. And the reason I say that is because we cannot speak for one school. We can't always put a blanket statement out there and say that this applies to every single school because it doesn't always apply to every single school. And there are some schools that are still absolutely requiring the SAT and the ACT. So we don't want you to miss an opportunity because you decided not to take the SAT or the ACT. Um, but if you decide that you're only gonna apply to schools that are waiving that, then apply to those schools that are waiving that um, and make your list. That's your decision that you have to make. Because at the end of the day, D and I are here to empower you to make a decision that's going to be best for your future. Yep. And so with that, you know, we'll get into um, our, our social medias, aka social media. Um, so if you're not already following us, make sure you check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Amitnit. And so that's A-D-M. IT and IT. And so we're super active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, actually, by the time that we release this video, we also will be starting to do our College of Tuesdays in a um, video format. So they'll be a little bit more engaging for you guys. So we're super excited about that. Um, also, like we said, we really want you guys to feel comfortable talking to us. Um, you know, we do have a wealth of information. If we don't know that information, we may also have people in our, our network, our professional network, that we can tap into if you present us with a question that we don't know the answer to. Or if you're also looking at the admission policies and procedures in the application process and you just don't quite understand, because again, this is new to you. We've been there, we work in admissions, so we've seen it. You know, we've answered other students' questions. So no, dumb, no question is a dumb question. Um, or even parents, counselors, same thing. We wanna encourage you guys that freedom to contact us as well. Um, we wanna help anyone that we can. If you have questions, concerns, feedback, please, please, please email us at admittinit at gmail.com. Um, and so we're super responsive in terms of our email, in terms of our DMs, um, whichever way you wanna connect with us, we're, we're totally here for it. Right, and one last thing, um, I don't know if it's a shameless plug, it kind of is a plug, but one other big thing that I wanna announce, and I don't know when we're dropping this video just yet, um, or sorry, this podcast just yet, and video maybe, <laughs> we might upload it on YouTube, so look out for it. Um, is that we actually just have, a, we got a new partnership with HBCU Hub app. And so they will be like a new streaming platform for our podcast. So for anyone who is listening to this on um, 
excuse me, on HBCU Hub. Yay, this is probably our very first episode that we're recording before we um, get everything released on there, but you'll have the whole backlog of everything that we've done. Um, and then for any students who are looking for other ways to connect or other platforms to listen to, HBCU Hub app is um, a completely free platform. It connects students with historically black colleges and universities. So it's a great way to start your college list and start figuring out. And so we did do that whole HBCU series. So if you haven't listened to it, go back, tune in. It's a lot of incredible information. Um, you learn a lot of great things from HBCU alum um, or people who have gone to HBCU for a little bit or work very closely with them. Oh, thanks for tuning in to another lecture at, <laughs> at the University at, of Nettie and D. Apply your knowledge today.